0: Welcome to the United Church Podcast. We're a new church here in Seattle committed to an ethic of love and walking in the ways of Jesus. We're striving to be a people united, united with Jesus, each other, ourselves, and the world around us. We hope you're encouraged and challenged by this week's homily. May the peace of Christ be with you. How you doing? Really? Really? It's been a lot, and we're just about through the first week of our stay-at-home order, and by all indications, it looks as if Governor Inslee is going to extend that uh, another week or two in order to help us get ahead of this virus as much as possible, as together we as a city work to flatten the curve. And while this isolation has become our new normal, it's not the easiest to get used to is it? Just yesterday in our community, Lyric celebrated her 13th birthday. Happy birthday, Lyric. (laughs) It's a, it's a new kind of birthday. One she'll never forget for sure. And really many of us are going to, and already have experienced milestones and life-changing events in this season. And it can be really tough. This, this isolation, So how are you doing? Really? We're two years old as a church as of this coming Wednesday. And sadly, like Lyric, we won't be able to celebrate this milestone as a community together either. At least not right now. But one of the things that I've learned as a pastor, one of the things that I had taken for granted, is that I'd always get to see you face-to-face on Sunday that I'd get the chance to catch up with you check in with you see how you were doing and well that's that's just not the case right now in this in this season and perhaps one of our greatest failings one of one of the things that we took for granted was being intentional about getting contact information from anyone and everyone we were a bit too seattle passive and here we are in the midst of a global pandemic, where our city is greatly affected, and we're we're just unable to contact and get a hold of every single person to check in. And for that, I'm sorry. Uh, if if you haven't heard from me, I I'm sorry. I I want to rectify that as quickly as possible. So so right now, if you would go to UnitedChurch.live and click that check-in button and fill it out. And then in the prayer request box, put your cell number in there as well as a prayer request. Something that we can be praying about for you this week, and I'll check in on you. We, as a community, will check in on you. You see, I really want to check in on you. I I want to see how you're doing and have others check in as well. We mean it when we say you'll never walk alone, but we need your help in making this possible. You'll Never Walk Alone isn't a passive experience. It, it requires action from everyone. It's a, it's a give and take where everyone participates together, where, where we speak up when we're feeling alone and we stand with one another in that space for that season. So go to unitedchurch.live right now and check in. We're trying to be intentional about this right now. Go right now and check in because it matters. You matter. This moment matters. And while we may feel alone, let us do the work so that we can be alone together. There's a, there's a line off the first cut of Osger's newest album that goes, The world is changing rapidly into much uncertainty. I I remember hearing Asgur several years ago at the Icelandic Airwaves Music Festival at KEXP, And I was instantly mesmerized. And when I heard that line off his newest album, which released back on February 7th, it, it felt not only true, but now, now it felt rather prescient. The world is changing rapidly into much uncertainty. I feel it. And I'm absolutely sure you do too. What a year this March has been. Am I right? We've experienced a lot of loss. And for some of us, the uncertainty has become unbearable. A loss of physical interaction or of social circles. A loss of a dating life and a new insidious kind of loneliness. A loss of a job or an uncertain economic outlook some of us have lost neighbors who have moved abruptly due to their own job loss. There's an uncertainty about our parents or our grandparents and even our own physical health as we pray and hope that they and others are making good decisions and not putting themselves at unnecessary risk. All of this, it it ratchets up the anxiety in an ever-evolving and rapidly changing world and And this, this is hard and exhausting. I don't know about you all, but I'm tired. Ever since I returned home and stepped into quarantine and just as it ended, the stay at home order began, I feel like I've been busier than usual and and also more focused, focused on finding stability for myself, for my family, for our community. I I, I feel like I'm all over the place and yet I'm still right here at home. It's a scattered feeling, a chaotic feeling, a still never in one place sort of feeling. And I just wanna find some rest, some equilibrium, some peace and comfort in this season of chaos and anxiety. Don't you? Because I want it for me but I also want it for you too. Now I, I feel like it's an unending, an unending quest, and along the way, I found myself falling into nostalgia, thinking back upon easier and simpler times with want and longing. Looking through old pictures, listening to music from the 80s and 90s, even watching old episodes of The West Wing on Netflix, and And even though these pictures and songs and shows were full of complexity, it's amazing how much that complexity feels so peaceful and restful right now. Nostalgia can be a dangerous and strange placebo, a substance that provides us with the illusion and security, but does nothing to change our current circumstances. But but sometimes... Sometimes nostalgia can push us into familiar spaces that are actually helpful. For me, this week, this longing for nostalgia pushed me into a space I hadn't visited in a while—the twenty-third Psalm. For me, this was one of the first long passages of scripture that I ever memorized as a kid. I, I think I was in first grade when when these phrases uh, I, I first memorized these phrases, which honestly is why hiding scripture in your heart is so important. It quite literally popped up into my mind as if from nowhere. And I I found myself resting in the turns of phrase over and over and over again this week. It's perhaps one of the more famous passages of scripture. It's oftentimes read at funerals. And if you've never heard it before, I, I want you to get a little comfortable and let the words of the passage fall over your mind. Let it cover your heart and your soul. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you hear the comfort in this passage? Can you feel the peace of those words? Can you see sense the, the equilibrium that is waiting to be had? I, I think we find so much comfort and peace and equilibrium in this passage because it reminds us of the Garden of Eden, that this time when the world was as it should be, a, a world of wholeness, a world that, that lacked chaos, a world where humanity lived in peace with one another, where humanity lived in peace with the created world, the environment where humanity lived at peace with their inner selves, with God, and experienced His presence with them regularly. And here's the psalm conjuring up all those desires for wholeness, for peace, or as it's called in Hebrew, shalom, the complete wholeness of all creation. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. This psalm conjures up for us the nostalgia of the way in which things are supposed to be. It conjures up for us the way in which the world is supposed to look. conjures up for us the peace and wholeness, the, the shalom of creation past, and calls out to us to remind us that God has not left God has not abandoned us. God is still here. God is still present with us, among us, beside us, calling us by our name and and guiding us towards peace. This This is why I love Jesus so much. Because he is the image of the invisible God, as Paul writes in Colossians chapter 1. But he is also, as the writer Isaiah and Matthew told us, Jesus is Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. You see, Jesus is the very embodiment of God here in, in this place. It was Jesus who has made and is making this wholeness, this peace, this shalom possible through his death, his resurrection, and now through his church, through, through us together. This is why we say it. This is why we believe it. And this is why we're working so hard to make it real and tangible. You'll never walk alone. This is why we need you to check in so that in this moment, while you may be alone, we can work towards being alone together all over the internet there are people writing and talking and recording videos and how to's of how to deal with this newfound solitude that we're experiencing how you can own the quarantine how you can own your solitude or how you can help others virtually in the solitude or how you can condo your way to the to the to the perfect minimalist quarantine sparking joy all along the way the list literally goes on and on and on there's so many things that you and I can be doing in our solitude, and honestly, it's a little exhausting, and it, it can make you feel guilty and ashamed of how you're actually spending the season of forced solitude, binging Netflix and reading the end credits of the Internet. But I want to encourage you with what I think can be a, a healthy corrective to our wonder and question of what we'll do with this solitude. The rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel once wrote, "The question of religion is not what will one do with their solitude, but rather, what will one do with the presence of God?" I believe this is our fundamental question in this season. God is with you right now." And as Rilke poetically poem, penned in his poem, he said, "Let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror, just keep going no feeling is final don't let yourself lose me nearby is the country they call life you will know it by its seriousness give me your hand and as we give him our hand he never lets go and he never will and the question that stands before us today is the question that we all must wrestle with what are we doing with his presence I I know that I oftentimes take it for granted. I I ignore his presence. I I, I swipe left intentionally. I, I ghost God on the daily, and I know we all do that. But what if during this season of solitude, we stop focusing so much on what we're doing with our solitude and we just sit still and do nothing? Do nothing but focus on the presence of God with us in our isolation in our loneliness, in the chaos and turmoil, in the the loss. That as our anxiety increases because the world is changing rapidly into much uncertainty, we pause and focus on the presence of God here with you right now, holding your hand, sitting beside you and tenderly calling out your name. Beloved, I am here. I used to think that this required me to get away and go somewhere. I, I, out into the wilderness, on a hike, spend a weekend in isolation in a cabin, or, or participate in a silent retreat. All, all things that I've done and have found absolutely tremendous value and peace in, but, but now in my fifth decade of life, I'm learning that this can be done anywhere. Because God is present. Here. Now. All it takes is a moment. I, I wish that I had listened to that earlier in life. And for me, it's a moment to pause and simply breathe, to, to say a breath prayer. And breath prayers can be anything really, but, but oftentimes I'll sit or even stand making eggs or waiting in line at the grocery store. And, and as I inhale deeply, I simply say to myself, Lord, you're with me. And as I exhale, And you love me for who I am. That's all. Little moments throughout the day to acknowledge that God is here. To acknowledge that God is present. To know that He has never left us. That He is Emmanuel. And that, that He so desperately wants to lead us beside quiet waters. And restore our soul. Together. Together, let us acknowledge His presence. Now And always. And may we find peace in the chaos, comfort in the storm. May we experience shalom as we sit here in the presence of God. Lord, you are with me, and you love me for who I am. Let's pray. God, thank you for your presence. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for never leaving us, but always being near. Father, in this season of solitude and forced isolation, may we pause. May we find these moments of pause and acknowledge that you are here, that we are not alone in this That we have you and that we have each other father we lift these things up to you in your son's precious and holy name amen thank you for listening to this week's homily if you're in seattle we'd love for you to join us at 1316 third avenue west in queen anne If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit unitedchurch.gives to partner with us financially. Be in peace and God bless.